popcorn boys and we're coming in hot much like a summer day in washington heights oh no or a summer day in culver city california we are where we are coming at you live <laughs> i am kyle jameson with me is daniel tramer oh god <laughs> what's my name I, it doesn't matter <laughs> you spent so much of your time coming up with an intro that featured Washington Heights that you forgot my last name. Trainer. Train or? Trainer. <laughs> E-R? O-R? Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. Here we are. It's the Popcorn Boys. We're back in town. <laughs> and this week, we are talking all things in the Heights. Boy, are we ever. George Washington Heights. <laughs> yeah. Now... We both saw the movie over the weekend. We did. We're going to be discussing it in depth, both from a critical standpoint and from a box office standpoint. Whew. And let's start there, not just with In the Heights box office, but a, a, a quick recap. As as super fans of the show know, <laughs> Daniel and I compete in the box office challenge every year. Now, again, it really is unbelievable that when I saw you today... You did not get on your hands and knees and bow to me. Yeah, you okay? I'm in bad shape in the box office <laughs> challenge. I will I will admit that, but it's not like you're killing it. You've had one movie out. Oh, I'm sorry. It's doing my, about as well as we expected. Man, oh, I'm sorry. My one movie is the first movie of the pandemic era to cross 100 million dollars. So yeah, I would say it's doing pretty well. Get on your knees. Your I, mo- honestly, get don't. on your knees. Get on your hands and knees right now. I'm not kidding. Thank you for including hands in that. Um, <laughs> you wish. You wish. Your movie has a bad title. But as of this moment, as of, as of recording live, we I am actually in first place in the box office challenge. Well, way to go. With $123,536,000. Unfortunately, that is uh, only a $12,000 lead over your $111,000. <laughs> Uh, you've only had one movie out. It's A Quiet Place Part 2. A Quieter Place. I'm sorry. I, I used the wrong title. Yeah. A Quieter Place is is the name of the movie on this podcast. Thank a Quieter you. Place. You've made $111,000. My, I have four movies who have been released thus far. Uh, starting with Cruella, which to this point has made <laughs> almost $57,000. It's Cruella, a, a disappointment, is- but not a flop. Yeah, sure. I, I don't even know that I would say disappointment. I think it's doing okay. It's doing okay. Well, I guess, I guess I'm calling it a disappointment basically because I drafted it in the same round as as a quieter place. Oh yeah, you should there be were, very there, embarrassed. There were our you two should be round very picks. embarrassed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? What? Jungle Cruise is gonna do significantly better. Hundred percent. Jungle Give Cruise. Um, everybody go see Jungle Cruise. Not a problematic movie at all. <laughs> go see it. My other three movies that have come out thus far in the Heights, which we'll be, we'll be getting into, um, oh, is currently sitting at eleven and a half million dollars. Peter Rabbit two colon the Runaway hop hop also sitting at just over eleven million dollars. And lastly, my eighteenth pick. It's actually doing pretty well for an eighteenth pick. No, it's not. The Conjuring colon the Devil Made Me Do It. Oh right, has made forty four million dollars. I thought that was something else. Uh, were you thinking Spirit Untamed? I was. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've we've also had a couple of our backups have oh, debuted. Backup, Spirit Untamed. You've had Spiral from the Book of Saw. Neither of those have made uh, much of a dent. That's but okay. they're backups. Who cares? So they're backups. Listen, The Conjuring is a movie that will like we will be 
talking about later on in this podcast in terms of the in the heights we will of course that that's a huge part of this conversation about why in the heights oh okay flopped. i see i see what you mean i was and when i say flopped i do mean flopped, it was a flopped. i'm sorry it flopped oh <laughs> it flopped <laughs> i don't know why i channeled kramer there from seinfeld but here we are um, oh, Tim Allen. <laughs> please do not do your home improvement tim allen so our, I assume you're feeling pretty confident. Uh, thus I've far never into felt more confident. I, I, the level of confidence that I'm feeling right now about like the box office challenge 2021 is the level of confidence that I felt going into senior year high school winter play auditions for Peter Pan. What was like Peter I, Pan was your was uh, your play? The the winter play, yeah. It's like I have the role of Mr. Darling locked up. Why am Mr. I Mr. Darling? Why am I Yeah, I'm a fatherly figure. That's what you shot for? Mr. Darling? What am I gonna be? Tinkerbell? I don't know, Peter? Captain Hook? I'm gay, I can't be Peter. Peter is super gay. No, Peter they, they don't let gay people be Peter, which I don't need to get into. <laughs> they don't let gay people So who's gay playing pe- Peter Pan? I don't remember her name, but she was a bitch. Oh, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that makes the some only sense, I guess. Well, the, if you look back, Is like it Mary Martin, <laughs> the best Peter Pan. <laughs> no. Did you ever watch that TV special? I had it. On I have. V- I had it on VHS. I have. It's Still right. don't know how they do did the whole lean thing. You know what I'm talking about? Lean back. Lean back. They like leaned very far to the side without falling over. She, you know, she did it with the, sure, uh, the Native Americans, I guess. We, oh we boy, would call them that. that's not what they were, are referred to in Peter Pan, but we'll call them Native no, Americans. But if you're in high school and you're auditioning for the winter play, the only role they will give you is the dad. Why not Captain Hook? Captain Hook, it's Smee. Don't know what that is. You don't know who Smee is? The fish? No, it's Captain Hook's like his his. Ooh, famously have not seen it in a long time. Uh, but no, I wanted to be Captain Hook, but I wasn't menaced. Rufio? I wasn't... Was Rufio in the play? That's in West Side Story. That's Hook. I... Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. I wasn't allowed I don't really to, like Hook. I wasn't... Hook sucks. <laughs> Captain Hook sucks. Julie Roberts? Julie Roberts. As Tinkerbell in Hook? Incredible. The best. Julie Roberts was better in Hook. Here we go. No, we're moving on. In Aaron Brockovich. That is unbelievable. Could Dustin Hoffman have played Aaron Brockovich? <laughs> Listen, gay people in the mid two thousands, gay people were only allowed to play dads. I wasn't sure we were going to have enough content going into the top of this episode, and here we are. Well, know, I'm sorry. Four and a half minutes in, and he's yelling about. I'm sorry, one of the two people who hosts this podcast is gay, and it ain't you, bruh. And most people... Wait, you said you weren't allowed to play dads? No, I could only play dads. Well, how does that make sense? Ask her. Who? The casting director. (laughs) I thought you meant the bitch who played Peter Pan. (laughs) Oh, fuck her. She's probably doing some, like, you know, dinner theater in the suburbs of Chicago. (laughs) Oh, cool life. Good for you. Wow, she's not doing the popcorn boys, that's for sure. We'd have, we'd love to have her. We should we, should we would love to have her in front of reach out. If you're out there, forget you're your listening. Name. Let's say I'm gonna say Ashley. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean 
Every high school girl in theater was named Ashley. If it wasn't Ashley, Grace. Oh, Gracie or just Grace? Oh, wow. Interesting. Gracie. Girls who go by Gracie, you cannot trust that. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you have a friend named Gracie? No. You can, I mean, I you know a few by, Gracies, but not, no close friends. Can you trust them? No. Uh, no, I wouldn't trust yeah, them. Yeah, of course not. Moving on. Moving on. So that's our, that's our box office challenge recap of the day. I wasn't expecting a deep dive on Peter Pan high school productions, but here we are. Here we are. All right, well, let's get right to the crux of the issue. Not the box office issue, but our, our actual reactions to In the Heights as a movie, not as a, uh, as a money-making machine. Sure. So walk me through your theater experience first for In the Heights. Okay. Went to uh, the AMC 16 in Burbank. Saturday late afternoon showing. Maybe a th- I believe it was a 310. A cu- absolute curse time to see a movie, but go on. Went with, with some friends. It was a group of four of us. A little double date action. Go on. Um. When we went to get popcorn, there was a long line, and I don't like how the AMC has the the I forget what they call it, but it's like the people who pay a lot of money to AMC for some reason can skip the popcorn stubs. line. No, it's not stubs. It's like AMC Premiere or something. Yeah, A list Premiere, whatever it is. White. It's anyway, so I'm so I'm White. waiting at a long popcorn line, kind of looking at my watch because I don't I like to see all the trailers. And you actually wear a watch, which is interesting. I do wear a watch. Yeah. Yeah. Shinola Detroit. Amen, baby. Is it Shinola or Shinola? Your dad tonight was saying <laughs> Shinola. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. I, I think it is Shinola. Shout out, by the way, to your dad, who's undoubtedly one, listening to this <laughs> as we speak. And we'll already be like, this is too long. <laughs> yeah, let's just shorten it. Shorten the it. Shinola Hotel in Detroit. Thank you so much for giving me two great nights a few months ago. I had a great time. Oh, I stay there. You knew that. You don't remember anything. I don't know where you actually stayed. I knew you stayed in Detroit. The I don't know which hotel. hotel you went to. Yeah, stayed in the Shinola. Anyway, uh, got the popcorn. Got it in kind of midway through the trailers. Popcorn for the four of you or just for you? Uh, just for me. What about Beth? No, Beth had some. His girlfriend. I'm so sorry to we the ladies. Shared. I'm sorry to the ladies listening. <laughs> uh, we shared popcorn. Uh... What is the share pop? Is it is it in between you the entire time, or is it you have it, she has it, you well, have it, she has it? It was, it was kind of like a, I'm getting popcorn, you can have some. So I no. I held what it. is this? 1960. I held the popcorn the whole time, and and I, as I, as I mentioned before, I scarf it down. You know, really. Oh, so you gave her the kernels? Hey, hey, babe. She had a few bites early on, and then. You know, 20 minutes into the movie, she reached over for, like, some more, and it was down to the kernels. That is so rude. Well, it's not... We could have gotten two popcorns. Or a large. We, you know, I got the regular... And you would never leave to get a free large refill. No, I would Which is insane. Look, there could be... I, I don't know what it would take to get me to get up and leave my theater during a movie, but certainly nothing food or bathroom related would actually get me out of my seat. Okay, well, you're bragging. Anyway, so some of us pee. It's three ten. Okay, he's just three ten. I would never see a movie at three ten. Oh, three ten is a great time to see a movie. Terrible. Too early. No, no, Too no. Late. It's perfect because you get out and you think because it's late enough that when you get out of the movie you think it's late, 
But then it's still light out, and you're like, you oh. I think it's late. Yeah, this I'm, is great. I'm not an idiot. I know what time it is. Well, most of the time when I see a movie, it's later than 310. It's like maybe a 710 or... or... So you're just dumb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the movie... It's too early to go to dinner. No, it works out perfectly. Because guess what? It's a long movie. Two and a half hours, plus another 20 on the trailers. I have thoughts. Go on. We're talking about... It was basically 6 o'clock by the time we left. And then we walked over to a nearby restaurant had dinner afterwards. Where? Uh, the Grand Granville in Burbank. One of my favorite spots. Grandville? Granville. Grand, no D. No D, just Grand. What kind of food? Uh, it's like a grill. I get oh, the, oh, I get oh the, grill. Okay. What kind of food? It's a grill. American food. Is that what you like? Ugh! I get the pork chop. One of my faves. You see in the Heights. Oh, God. We got a little garlic. We got to um, get out of here as quick. We have to have some American food as quick as we can. A little garlic spinach. A little mashed potatoes on the side. Get sweet potato fries. Got a cocktail. Don't Okay. We don't need to talk about this, but sweet, getting sweet potato fries is such anarchy. Like, it is so insane. No, sweet potato no. fries are one of the worst foods. Okay. See, this is... This is... Granville is actually Washington. the place that... <laughs> Granville makes the best sweet potato fries. I've actually never been invited, so... Nor will I. <laughs> Granville makes the best sweet potato fries that I've ever had. And basically... It's not hard. Everywhere else that I try to get sweet potato fries, I'm like chasing the Granville sweet potato fries, and okay. I've never found them. All right, let's go. That is like... I'm, I'm dead serious about this. They're my favorite sweet potato fries. They're also $9, which is truly preposterous. Expensive? They should not be more than four oh, okay. tops. I thought you were going to say that was cheap. No, no. They're very expensive. I've lost living in LA. I mean, living in LA. Why am I here? Should I go back to the Midwest? Go on. <laughs> anyway, always chasing that sweet potato fry at Granville. It's the best. Can we go? I'm not. Honestly, we should go so I can talk about these sweet potato fries on the podcast. Oh, you want to you go to Granville? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so I saw In the Heights with my parents. Thank you, my only friends. Um, shout out to your parents. Shout out to my parents. Uh, so I saw it with them on Friday at a respectable time, like 7 p.m. or something, after dinner. Um, what? So you ate dinner just as early as I did. Okay, you saw a 7 p.m. movie. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Dinner. Moving on. Uh, yeah. So I saw it at the same theater that I saw Cruella, where it's like I these, hated this place. I did. Listen, did I want to go there? No. Did my parents buy the tickets? Yes. So touche. I'm long for the ride. Um. So let's get into it. My so going into In the Heights, I I really had very little, and when I say very little, I mean essentially no familiarity with the musical itself. Me neither. I mean, I had seen the trailer. I was not familiar with the songs. Uh, I had a very, very vague idea of what what the movie was. This is something that I I don't want to belabor because it's it's so it's so it's boring at this point. But I, Lin Manuel Miranda and I have had a very contentious relationship over the years. Have I ever met the man? Absolutely not. Do I think he's talented? Yeah, sure. Do I think he's like? incredibly obnoxious yeah have you ever seen hamilton never i listened to the soundtrack once never seen it live would never care to i can't I, we can't get it we can't get into it we truly cannot no i'm i'm not, i was asking that not to no i know I, believe me I, I don't want your thoughts on hamilton <laughs> i was just setting 
for our listeners to be able to understand your background no. background with Lynn here. I've never no, I've never I've never seen a live production of Hamilton. No, I mean I haven't seen a live production either. I did watch it on Disney Plus. Well, so so I was kind of all right. I agree with you on Lynn. He's you kind do of, I you do no no. Let me explain. For a very long time, I was like. I kind of made it a joke that Hamilton sucked, and I'd never seen it. Or not a I'd, joke for me. Not a joke I'd for me. Barely rude, listened to the rude songs. Rude to make a joke out of it, but go on. I'd barely listened to the songs. Had never seen it. Was just like Lynn sucks. Hamilton. It, oh, it, that's, that's such a dumb idea for a thing. It's bad. Blah 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 blah. All the while knowing that if I ever saw it, I would really like it. Now jump ahead to me actually seeing it, and it's great. It just is. Whatever. We, we're not going to dive into it. We're moving on. I still think Lynn is pretty annoying. But and it's like Hamilton was, and again, I I, I, I keep saying this, and I don't, I, we don't need to get into it. But I just, we've already gotten into it. I, it's interesting because I don't quite know what it is about him that I find so annoying. Oh, I and think I, it's pretty. It's almost easy to point out. It's like the, his style is just should, obnoxious. Yeah. And he's just like, he's such a, and again, what I was casting all the plays in high school, you know, it's, yeah, I don't Mr. need, Mr. Darling over I here. I don't need people to be giving me sin. What was Mr. Darling's first name? Ben. Roger. <laughs> Mr. I'm a dad. I don't ben have a first name. Darling. If you're in a cat, if you're in a play and you're, if you're Mr. Darling, that means you're cool. Cause you don't have, you, no one. Would dare disrespect Did somebody you. play Nana? Nana's the dog. Is that my wife? Poor oh. Nana. Yeah, was poor there a, Nana. Was? This is your, your big line, basically, in the whole thing is, poor Nana, and then you get mad and you kick the dog out. I would never Mr. kick Mr. Darling it. sucks. I would never. He gets mad that everyone shows more sympathy to the dog than him, and then he kicks the dog out of the house and makes him stay out in the, the, only thing, stay out in the dog house. The only thing I remember about Peter Pan in high school was that I got in so much trouble. <laughs> During one of the performances for calling Peter Pan a bitch. <laughs> no, but like one of Sorry, Ashley. What? <laughs> Come on the podcast if you're listening. She's probably so hot. Uh, she's probably like she probably like got a theater degree at like DePaul and is doing like community theater in Chicago. Good for you. Anyway, I got in so much trouble because what are the kids' names? Wendy, Peter, Paul, Mary, Michael, whatever. Uh. One of the uh, actors, that feels weird, she was 12, um, <laughs> was really annoying at the, uh, or like in her role, like she was a very obnoxious performer. And I don't know what came over me, but I remember like during one of the performances, <laughs> this is true. Oh, no. I like, I'm so nervous about where this is going. I on. like, <laughs> I don't know what came over me. I think it was like, I like, was like a senior in high school. I was like, I can do whatever I want. This stage is mine. And like, she was just a very obnoxious performer. And something came over me where during the middle of one of the performances, I just, <laughs> I just went, shut up. <laughs> what? I swear to God, I don't know what came over me. Yeah, look, you could play. And it I off got. As- you were in character. You're you're playing her dad. <laughs> That's exactly She's right. She's being annoying, and you I got shut so, up. I got in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "What are you doing? You can't just do that." <laughs> oh. I was like, "Listen, 
Also, anyway, she's twelve. What on earth? She was a she's a genius. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, so going into it, I, I didn't have much of a, like, perspective on In the Heights. I, I was aware of it, and this sort of leads into a, a, the box office discussion we'll get into. But um, I didn't really know what to expect other than the fact that I was very excited. Okay. Um, because this felt like the return to movies. It felt like the return to th- movie theaters. I was excited to go see a musical like this. And I, I guess we can just get into it. I really enjoyed myself. Oh, okay. So did I. I, I thought, and like you said earlier, I complain all the time about movies being too long. I didn't feel that with this. This movie moved. It, I, the pacing was excellent. I do. I, I think In the Heights has faults. Do I think that they're like major faults? Not necessarily. So Agreed. I went in really just hoping to sit in my seat, look at this big bombastical musical, and enjoy myself. And I really did. I did too. I really liked it. Okay. I was wondering. I honestly wasn't sure where you were going to land on this. Yeah. Because it, could, it can easily fall into like, that of was course. super obnoxious and I hated it. And, and there are... Are those moments? And that's the thing. It is obnoxious, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. I don't even know that I would say that. I thought there are some obnoxious moments. Like, I'm sorry to bring it back to it, but Linda oh, no. Miranda <laughs> walking around. It's like, do you did you have... stay through the end of the credits? By the way, I, where do you think I went? Right when the movie ended, to the bathroom. To the bathroom. But spoiler alert: there is, there was a post credit scene. That's what I've heard with Lin Manuel and Christopher Jackson. Of Hamilton fame, yes. Uh, just a, just another. We really needed another scene with their you know, ice cream truck and and whatever frozen whatever what what is he selling? What are they called? Paletas. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that what he's selling? Sure. Anyway, that was yeah. that was the kicker. Um, here are some things. So, so I have some things that I didn't like about the movie. And for, for whatever sure. reason, even though I liked the movie as a whole, the things that are standing out are the things uh, – that's kind of how my brain works. Like what stands out is unless I loved the movie, like a pretty good movie, which I think this was, yeah, and a fun experience, for whatever reason, what jumps out the most are the things I didn't like about it. Okay. So before we dive into that, I want to I point out a few of the things that I did like. Please. Uh, it better start with two words. Two words. I uh, I think the two words you're talking about are Anthony Ramos. Absolutely. Those aren't the two words I was gonna say. <laughs> he he's great though. I he's I, great though. <laughs> the just the kind of spectacle of it all was was kind of my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Uh, New York City, Washington Heights. You know, classic. <laughs> oh yeah. I like Washington Heights classic. I mean, I'm just big on big staged kind of dance numbers yeah. in musicals. The pool scene is great. Okay. Oh, you know what? Here's my biggest takeaway. Okay. We've talked about this before. Movies that are plays, and it's a little different with musicals, but movies that are plays that become movies, all too often it just feels like a play yeah. that you shot on film. Yes. This felt like a movie that had creativity that had wider production value that it, it didn't I mean I haven't seen the stage play but I can almost guarantee there were things happening in the movie that 
that obviously you can never do on stage. Sure. But it just felt like it had that extra level of creativity where it's not just, hey, this is what the stage play looked like. Let's throw some cameras and we'll kind of shoot it as, as best we can to, to match that. Sure. It felt like there was an extra level of creativity put into the design, put into the scenes, put into the dance numbers that made it feel like a movie. Yeah, I agree. And so I think the the swimming pool number is the thing that kind of jumps out the most from that. Yep. The scene where they're um, uh, a couple of the main characters are having a romantic scene on the side of the building, and they twist it, and they're kind of dancing up and down the side of the building. In a hated it. You hated that one. That's one of my. I hate okay, it. That, that, I, I I can understand that. I, I like that just as something that jumped out as as. Sure. Hey, this is a movie. They they did something a little extra here. Sure. Um. The whole nightclub scene I thought worked really well. The the whole big song and dance number when when the nail salon women uh, are are moving and are kind of mad yeah. that the community hasn't come out to say their goodbyes and so they, yeah. they kind of confront the whole community at the same time. Yeah. There's a big dance number in um, kind of just in an alley. Yeah. But all those scenes just kind of felt fun, felt like they had the right energy. And kept the kind of pacing of the whole thing going. Yeah, agree. So that to me, that's that's one. Okay. The idea that it wasn't just wasn't just a, a play on, you know, that you shot on the movie. Number two is what you're alluding to, which was the 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 cast, the performances. I'm sort of alluding to that. Alluding to that, but go on. Okay. Well, you started it with Anthony. To me, Anthony Ramos is a goddamn star. Go on. <laughs> I actually really liked all of the main characters in the movie. You lost me there. Performance-wise. You lost me there. Okay. Uh, I thought you mentioned him, obviously. Anthony was great. A star. Uh, I really liked Corey Hawkins. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, I mean, incorrect, but fair. Uh, the, two, the two female leads, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrera. I, li- I liked both of them a lot. I don't necessarily think they're the like greatest actors in the world, but they had the right. They had presence. They were both. Uh, they both felt. I don't know if stars is the way to do it, but they both popped off the screen in a way that you want those characters. Well, they're to. hot. Yeah, I mean, you could if we want to simplify it. They were hot, and it wasn't just to that me that good was looking. It's like they, to me for to me that was it. Okay, like for for the, both of them. I didn't think I didn't think uh, well, Corey Hawkins as Benny just the Benny and like Nina relationship it just there was it just didn't work for me for me that was a low point of the movie okay when it was a Benny Nina scene cuz there are two big pieces right they're like Benny Nina songs right Th- those for one me one of were, which is the side of the building right one. those for me were like ugh I don't I'm I'm sort of tuned out. Right. Here. I don't I don't think the performances were particularly great. It just it just didn't work for me. For me, those were the low points of the movie. Um, for me though, so Anthony Ramos I think is like an absolute star, and I think really is exceptional in this thing. But for me, it's the supporting female performances in this that like really set the entire thing off. So the grandmother. Okay. Hold and on. and when I hold on. when I tell you, so when you say the grandmother, yeah, 
I mean the grandmother. Okay? <laughs> I knew this was going to be your favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, because it's the best part of the whole thing. Explain. I'll expand on that. Okay. So Olga Meredith, who plays the grandmother. The abuela. The abuela. Claudia. Phenomenal. Okay. I might start crying. I was crying during her performance in the movie, of course. So the song, which is, what is it? It's Patience and Fear in English. So it's, what is it? Hold on. We're probably going to get into some spoilers here, by the way. So just. Well, not. Well. Oh, I mean, whatever. Pacienza y fe, I think is how you do that in English. Or in Spanish. He's, He's reading Spanish song titles. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh. Apology accepted. (laughs) (laughs) That moment is, without a doubt for me, the absolute standout, not only just musical performance, but just like moment of the movie. She's amazing. I absolutely love that. She was excellent. And she she is one of the, I think, few, few, maybe only carryovers from the Broadway production. I believe from the original cast, she's yeah, the only she was, she was, yeah, other she was, than Lynn, obviously, who was sure, right, but not the same character, right. So she, so, I mean, she was nominated for a Tony for that same performance. Oh, was she? Yeah, she's that to me was just the high point of the entire movie. It's kind of a, a a wide a zoom out version of this. Sure. Is it? How do I want to say this? Oh boy, if you're really old. <laughs> Is it just really easy to be an actor or an actress? <laughs> like when you're old, you're kind of... I feel if like it's you're just, old, is it easy to be an actor? I feel like it's just easy to convey emotion when when you're very old. Oh, I'm sorry, because they've lived a life? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I don't know. This is, that's just kind of a, a that's, side, a side that's note. That's a really bad take. How many performances in movies by very old people let's say late 70s on sure have you ever seen a movie and been like that old person sucked in this movie <laughs> no because it's not like because they don't get cast they kind of automatically they don't get cast that's not, no that's not what I'm talking ageism about. ageism in hollywood that's i mean don't get me started ageism in hollywood old oh, people I mean... kind of automatically convey emotion when they're closer to death you just feel... I think it just comes down to the fact that if it's an old... If if somebody's made a decision to have an old person in a movie, it means something. And it's like, you get like, okay. Okay, we have a 90-year-old actress in this movie. Ooh, who do we pick from? One of the four still living. <laughs> this has always been part of my retirement plan. Is like, once I hit my 80s, I'm going to go be an actor. Because it's got to be easy at that You're point, retiring right? in your 80s? No, not necessarily. I'm just saying... When are you going to retire? I mean, I like working. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to retire. Just keep working. Okay, you just brought up your retirement plan. Well, but I'm in my reti- my retirement plan was to go work somewhere else. You're going to be an actor? Yeah. Think about how fun that would be, just being an 82-year-old and having to show up on set. and. So you're going to be competing for roles with, like, who is your age? Well, that's a good question. Christian Bale? I think he's a little older than me. But Adam I guess I guess, if, if, I guess if Christian Bale's Imagine 87 show- <laughs> and I'm 82, we're probably going to be competing for the same. Imagine role, showing up to an audition with like 80 year old Adam <laughs> Driver. He's like, eh. me versus him. And they're like, what are you? Any I? experience? I'm like, no. 
You don't need it. I'm this old. is my retirement plan, Old people bro. are automatically good at acting. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's wrong. Um, also, just to go down it again, we're talking about the supporting women. Uh, Daphne Rubin Vega, who plays Daniela, sort of like the shop, the nail shop owner. Yes. Electric. For sure. Love her. Unbelievable. Could have watched her for years. Electric is the right w- word to describe it. She brought the right en- she brought an energy that just made you feel like yeah you knew that person. You're in that world. Yeah. As someone who who has never been to Washington Heights, it was like okay, yes, I get it. Have I you see ever had your nails here. done? Uh, no. Okay. I'd like to though. Okay. I'm due for a manicure. Wow! Look how far straight men have come. Oh, I'm I'm all in. I. I I would do Manny Petties. Love it. Ugh, Petty. Ugh. Feet are so, feet. There's nothing more gross than feet. Don't get me started on feet. My feet are beautiful. Yeah, I have to. Uh, they are right in my face. I didn't even realize that. Until <laughs> right in now. your face. Your feet are actually not bad. Your feet are. <laughs> your your feet are like. Your toes are so long. What? The bones of your toes. Oh yeah. I'm holding the, my feet in a weird way. We oh, see the. Ex- I'm gonna. Vo- Yo, can you put some socks on? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna vomit. Look at the bones just extending all the way down there. Okay, enough. So yes, performances. What's interesting to me is you brought up um, that the the scenes with with Corey Hawkins and Leslie Grace, the kind of romantic scenes, were were a bit of a negative for you. Yeah. One of the one of the scenes that I struggled with was actually the kind of culminating romantic scene between Anthony Ramos and Melissa Barrera. Yeah. Not the final scene, but the scene where his apartment is empty and she Kyle? comes, to, she comes Kyle, to visit him. Kyle, I tell you, <laughs> I have thoughts. Are you agreeing or disagreeing? Here? I could not agree more. Okay. Which <laughs> What's the what what's the word that keeps What's the word? Champagne. Champagne. Uh, I literally what is the, okay, it's like so they shoehorned a, the word champagne into the song. I am truly seventy-five. Times. I try. Listen, oh, the I, song is literally called I champagne. Want, listen, I want. I don't want to be this person who's like <laughs> in musicals. Actually, it's really annoying when there's like talking all the time and they start singing. And I do feel that way <laughs> because it sometimes it is annoying, but that is at the same time an obnoxious critique about musicals. Yes, but when they're in that apartment. The song just doesn't work there. It's not a good song. Hey, did you open the shim? This is, but, but this is one of the a musical in which there is a lot of just regular dialogue. This isn't Les Mis yes. where literally every word is sung. Agree. So if the song doesn't work, you can just make it a dialogue scene. There and, are, and this song just doesn't work. And it, I could not agree more. There, there, there are some moments like. I'm not at a point where I can watch a musical and all of a sudden they start singing. And I'm like, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> like every time they start singing, I'm like, here they It's still go. jarring. Here we go. This is almost what I respect about Les Mis. I remember the first time I ever saw it, not even the movie, uh, like the, the stage My play. It was like. Dream, dream. Or maybe it wasn't the movie. I can't remember what I saw first, but it was. Time we gone by. It was like five minutes in and it was that like. That was. I, oh. Give me an Oscar. Go on. It was like, oh, they're. They're literally, they're just, yeah. they're not going to talk at all. Yeah. This is all song. That's almost what makes In the Heights weirder because there is so much dialogue. So when all of a sudden someone is like, 
Uznavi, I brought you champagne. You're like, why are you singing, bitch? You hit, you hit that note pretty well. I have a really good... Oh, this is... Okay, hold on. I don't want to get into this. On my own. <laughs> Here's my hot take about... Here's my hot take about musicals. The musical sort of like voice cadence is so easy to do. Okay. This entire thing of like... Like the champagne scene, for instance. It's this sort of like talk... It's not even talk singing, but this idea that like... It, there's such an easy way to... like The champagne scene is a great example. I don't know the lyrics, but let me think of one. I'm leaving tomorrow. Who's naughty? It's like... Okay, like, anybody can do that. If like, they, you could have just said... This isn't a song. You no, could have just no, said that. No, you're, no, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. The, the musical cadence of singing is easy to do. It's easy to sing in a musical. <laughs> okay. It is. I don't really understand what you're trying to say. Well, okay. Again, it's like, like, I think when someone listens to somebody singing something like, Champagne is nothing. It's like, it's like, wow, her voice. It's like, it's the, okay. that's so easy to do. Anybody can do it. It's just about being vulnerable enough to do it. And here I am. On this podcast, vulnerable enough to sing about champagne to his Navi. Wow. And what a voice. I have a great voice. You should go on The Voice. No. I'm more of a... Yeah. I'll go on The Voice. <laughs> uh, but it's... Listen, people get mad at me when I say this, but like singing isn't hard. Singing is about being vulnerable. It's not hard to sing. Isn't acting the same way? No. 100% no. Wrong. As long as you go for it, it's not the same thing. Anybody can sing. I disagree. It's Anybody to act can sing. To sing. Maybe people, maybe just because I have a great voice. Some people are literally just tone deaf, and they well, just I, can't sing. Well, I feel bad for them. Can't relate. <laughs> Who's naughty? I brought the champagne. You are. This reminds me of of. of one of the critiques I have in this movie. Oh, go on. And maybe the biggest one that prevents me from truly loving it, none of the songs are standout songs. Interesting. Like right now, today is, we're recording this on Tuesday evening. I saw the movie on Saturday. I can't give you lyrics. Mm. I can't give you a melody of of any of the songs in the I movie. think that's a good I point. have a general sense of all of the songs. Yeah. But there just wasn't a standout. I think that's a good point. And then And for me the standout was the Abuela song which I couldn't sing I have absolutely no idea how it goes. Yeah. Like I That's I, a, I think that's a good point. I agree that that, that was probably a high that was at least a highlight of the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. It was a highlight. Yeah. But I can't conjure it up in my mind. There was no... Who's nothing? There was no... There's no wait for it in this show. 
Is that a Hamilton thing? Yeah, it's a Hamilton thing. It's the best song in Hamilton, like by far. Hey, Hamilton has like five. Hey, or, that, and that, that, that's, why don't you wait for it, baby? Why don't you wait for it? That's that's not okay. If it's not Renee Elise Goldsberry singing, I don't care. It's Leslie Odom Jr. Ugh. He's sorry, so good. I'm sure he's fine. The Aaron but, Burr character in Hamilton, specifically with Leslie, is like an all-time musical character. And performance. He's so good. I'll believe you. Theodosia <laughs> writes me a letter every day. Wait, what's the song I like? From Hamilton? Yeah, hold on. Uh, no. Hold on. Kelly Clarkson did a version of it. Oh, boy. Which is the only reason that it's good. God, if Kelly Clarkson was in Hamilton, oh, then it'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what the Hamilton audience was pining for. Oh, a white sure they lady were. singing oh. all the songs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the Hamilton audience. Oh yeah, they love white people. What? You're like, oh yeah, Hamilton audience was pining for Kelly Clarkson. Of course they were. That's her favorite singer. No, 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 no. Oh my God. A good part of the Hamilton audience loves. Oh, it's, Hamilton. it's quiet uptown. Oh, great song. But again. An example, it's easy to sing. Lynn sings that in the in the that's that's Lynn. Wait, he does? Yeah, yeah. No. It's quiet up down. Or it's I think it's maybe it's a duet. I thought it was Renee Elise. I've n- again never seen it. <laughs> one of my fa- it- one of my favorite things about myself is having grand assumptions about something I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, Love it. Everyone loves that about you. <laughs> But yeah, there. So to bring it back to In the Heights, the songs are are pretty good. The music is pretty good, but there's no standouts. There's yeah, no. I hadn't really thought about that until wait now. Wait for, wait for. Yeah, I hear. Oh yeah, everyone's hearing song. Wait for it. Never heard of that until now. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. What songs have you heard from Hamilton? It's quiet, quiet uptown. It's quiet uptown. Not throwing away my shot. It's quiet uptown. Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. I am. That is. And there's a million things I haven't done. I'm in the room where wait. it happened. Just you wait. It has a lot. We've turned around so much. We're like me hating Hamilton is so it's so boring now. Like I hate. I want to love it. You. I think you would love it if no. You there's absolutely no chance. It's basically. Oh, go on. Everything good about In the Heights is just done better. Okay. Okay. I mean, can somebody come get get Sky at her? I mean, <laughs> what do you disagree with? What do you mean? Well, I've never the seen songs it. are better. Well, let me no, let me be clear. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> You've made that quite clear. <laughs> okay, hold on. Can we just get into the box office of this? Hold on, hold on. I have two more quick things I want oh, to hit. Oh yeah. By... Oh yeah. I'm sure they'll be quick. <laughs> That's quick as our middle name. Uh, quick as our middle. Is that from Hamilton? Yes. Is it? No, that's that's your dad being like, please, please, can we wrap this up already? Meanwhile, we're not even halfway done. That's baby. a reference to my dad? No. I'm, you're just misunderstanding everything I say. Jonathan Quick? Yes. Go on. King's goalie? Oh, look at you, a hockey fan. Oh, I know my stuff. Mm. Uh, how did you feel about the framing device of Anthony Ramos' character, the main character, Mm, it's so the framing hard. device of being in uh, the Dominican Republic telling the story to the children. Ooh, great question. Don't like it. I, I, don't, <laughs> I just don't think it was needed. That's the one thing that felt like 
these are the transition scenes in the stage play. You right, right, right. You right. know what I mean? It's like we're changing the sets in the background while yeah. we're having this scene, and it just didn't really feel necessary in the movie. Yeah, I agree. And it kind of it was almost like a it was almost it almost became like a bait and switch. Well, it was. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I, mean, I don't like, think at, that's the reason they do that that scene. Those but scenes. At, at a certain point, maybe maybe I don't know if you felt this way, but it's like, well, this isn't real. Like at a certain point, I was like, well, some what's happening here? Like they're not there. I, and I guess that's kind of another slight criticism I have with it, which is like. At no point, uh, the, the the movie is a little bit choppy. It feels, it bounces around a little bit, and I'm I'm, the one thing that was missing, or one of the things that was missing to me is the main characters, Anthony Ramos's oh, desire to move back so to, to the Dominican Republic, <laughs> was never entirely made. And I almost never believed it. It was like. Sure. What, and, I understand there's this family thing, but like it was never – there was never uh, – there was reasons given, but you never felt he actually wanted to leave. Right. And that, yeah, I, I, I understand that, but I also think that maybe I go into watching a musical like this, and it's not to like talk down to the genre of like a movie musical, but like I almost don't care. Yeah, like I, almost, I agree. I almost go into with a different expectation that I do for like a movie where it's like I'm just here for a good time. I'm here for sort of no, like I, an I, abstract I kind of story, and it, it it is all a bit like kind of clunky, and it, it's a little bit fantastical, and it doesn't really all work. But ultimately, like, did I get out of it what I wanted to get out of it? Yeah, I did. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, like it's not. I didn't go into it looking for a perfect movie. I went into it looking for sort of like a perfect theater experience yes. and what was it even that nah, not quite it was close yeah but yeah so it, it almost exists on a different plane for me and can i just say my last thing here uh spoiler alert for the end of the movie how long until it just became a starbucks <laughs> six months tops oh, oh it's God. six months tops oh yeah it's 100 percent a starbucks oh it's a starbucks and it's like it's I'm sorry, everyone, but it's a Starbucks. Let's Starbucks. Those are our our, our reactions to the. In well, the I'm giving the movie. you a lot of thigh here tonight. Do you see this? Um, you're giving a lot of thigh. I'm giving a lot of feet. Well, people should pay. If you want, by the way, if you want to pay for this experience, if you want to see my bare thighs and Kyle's bare feet, uh, go to our Patreon. <laughs> DM me. Uh, and you we'll can, post a couple pictures on the Patreon. <laughs> oh, no. no gonna say, you can pay $100 to come watch a live podcast Ooh. record. Should we start doing live episodes? Well, I yeah. I want to do a live episode. I mean, sorry. We are live, as I said at the beginning well, of the right. episode. But I want to do a live pod at Disneyland. <laughs> what? I've said this. Disneyland? I think they would crack down on that. No, they wouldn't. Disneyland is notorious, or Disney is kind of notoriously asshole-ish about that. Hey, you brought the champagne. Can you pop the champagne? Who's naughty? I would love to sing a song from In the Heights, but as I said before, I okay. I don't. What was the ninety what, ninety-six thousand? Also, oh, ninety-six final, thousand. Final thing I didn't like about it: I don't like the lottery. I'm just out on all things lottery. 
Mm. I'm opposed to the lottery. Liked it. In general. Liked it. All right. Let's talk about Sorry, the unfortunate that. part, which is the box office floppiness. Whoa. In the ninth opening weekend, uh, made just over $11 million. And I think going into this weekend, correct me if uh, if I'm wrong, but this really felt like it was going to be a breakout hit. And it was all lining up. The reviews are good. People are back at the movies. It just felt like it was going to be a thing. It felt like, yeah, it felt like, you know, it, you know we should mention this movie is available on HBO Max. But again, like we can... Let's just get into it now, I guess. Like, and so for people, I'm just saying for people who of aren't. Of course. But I guess, like, when the Friday numbers for this movie came out, people were like, oh, man. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. disappointing. I guess people must be watching at home. So there's two, there's two levels. That wasn't my, that, you know, I, that was definitely a, a takeaway, but I kind of didn't buy into that well, when that came out. It, it's proven not to be true because, I mean, there's two, like I said, two levels to this. One, uh, <laughs> I mean, in the time that, or since people were saying that, apparently the numbers on HBO Max are not that good. Right. And then two. So it's not just the theater. The week before that, The Conjuring came out, which is also an HBO Max movie, and did very well. Right. So it, it's not that. And it's, like, it. Uh, it's disappointing because it's a movie that comes out that, like, I don't know. You kind of want to root for, but then it comes out and it like places behind the third weekend of a quieter place. Right. And it's just, it's hard to understand how that happens. Um, I mean, this is a, a, a very, very low number. Oh, um, it's unbelievable. I mean, it almost got beaten by Peter Rabbit too. You know, the projections were, were kind of had it around 20 million. The, some, uh, some places, you know, look, that looked into the more of the analytics about the sales and stuff were less optimistic and had it closer down to like yeah. 15, but nobody had it as low as it actually came in. Well, and it's, I mean, 11 it's, million, you know, the kind of general rule of thumb is like it'll make, you know, this this usually doesn't work out this way, but a general, a vague rule of thumb is, is three times the opening weekend for an entire run. That's like under thirty-five million, and they spent so much money on this movie. This I'm, movie had a, a pretty robust marketing campaign. So, so here's what it comes down to, to me, for me. So, I was I, I looked into this quite a bit today, and I think what's interesting about sort of a Broadway musical translated to film, yes, is they rarely translate well unless they have two things. And those two things are great reviews, okay, prestige. Yeah, you're talking about translate in the box office sense. Yes, yes, box office. So great reviews, sort of like slash prestige, and big names attached. And yes. I think that's where we sort of fail here. So just to give you an example, I think the best example of this is a movie that we talked about earlier, like Les Mis, right? So Les Mis, back in 2012... Grossed $148 million at the box office. Right. Anne Hathaway won an Oscar. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor. So, no matter how you feel about that movie, I hate it. I love it. Be clear. Well, of course. 
there was still some level of prestige surrounding it, right? It's an sure. Oscar nominee. It's Les Mis. It's like this musical that everybody knows, right? So, Well, I think that's a key point before we move on here is that... So, well, yeah, yes. In the Heights, you know... <clears throat> Yes, it won like the Tony for best musical. But that means nothing. But In the Heights is not Les Mis. No. Les Mis has been known for a very long time. It's one of the biggest musicals of all time. Yeah. In the Heights is also not Hamilton, which was obviously one of the most and successful musicals of all time. And it's like that's where I think the expectations might have been a little too high in that this is this is not like some crazy popular IP that is a guaranteed you know, people are. This is not and a Batman movie where people almost, are definitely going to show up. It's almost funny in retrospect that we thought it was, and that that's easy to say now. Exactly. But like again, it's sort of the same deal for like Chicago, two thousand two, made one hundred and seventy million dollars. It won Best Picture. Easy to see why that made money. Right. But then you look at like Into the Woods. In 2014, made 128 million dollars. Honestly, you could have told me anything. Um, you could have told me that made 20 million total, total, and I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't remember that being a hit. But well, doesn't feel like it was hit. It feels like it was 128 bad. million dollars. The reviews were fine. Meryl Streep was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Johnny Depp was in it. James Corden was in it, unfortunately. So it sort of like balances out, right? <laughs> James, Big names. James got the unfortunately, but Johnny Depp <laughs> skated by well, it. Well, good point. Uh, you look at 2007, right? Hairspray. $118 million Hairspray made in 2007. Reviews were really good. Killer cast, including my absolute queen, Nikki Blonsky. Sure. You know. It makes sense why it makes money. Travolta, Pfeiffer, Zac Efron, Queen Latifah. Like, it just, you have these names, these bankable names. Yes. So then you have the other side of the coin, right? So you have, like, The Phantom of the Opera in, oh. two, in 2004. Phantom is the third highest grossing Broadway musical in history. Yes, this is like Les Mis in terms of just massive exactly. thing, huge scope. But, but, it's, but it sucked. And it starred Emmy Rossum and Gerard Butler. Who no one had ever heard of at the time. Right? This is pre-300 Gerard Butler. It made $51 million. Yes. And the reviews are terrible. On the same token, we can talk about Cats. We talked about Cats on this podcast ad nauseum. Cats! Everyone has heard of Cats, right? And that movie, Taylor's... I mean, it's it's everybody. Cats. So Absolute... Weird. Okay. Absolute flop. The outlier in, in all of this that I find really interesting is Sweeney Todd in 2007, Ooh. which I think really is a perfect example of why In the Heights did not do well. Sweeney Todd, 2007. Uh, Johnny Depp, again, a Best Actor nominee for Sweeney Todd. The reviews for that movie are exceptional, yet only made $52 million. Wow, see, that's that's almost shocking to me. I thought, I in my head, that movie was a hit. No, only made $52 million, and I think that that's because Sweeney Todd is not a recognizable name for non-Broadway goers. Right. Much in the way that In the Heights is not. In the Heights, it has one of the two. It has glowing reviews, but nobody really knows who Anthony Ramos is. Right. Unfortunately. I mean, nobody knows who anybody is in this movie. So you have to have both. You have to have great reviews. You have to have good to great reviews. 
and you have to have recognizable names in the movie. And In the Heights does just doesn't have both. I wrote down five possibilities. Okay. Or kind of my five bullet points for why possible reasons why it didn't do as well at the box office. Okay. And and my very first bullet point is exactly what you've been talking about. No stars. Yeah. And you know, this is a movie with a nearly entirely Latinx cast. Is that a huge factor? Absolutely. Right. And so they're they're taking these these great performers, but people just don't know them. A lot of them are 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 primarily theater performers right. who are popping up in the movie, some of them playing similar roles that they've done, you know, on stage before. It's interesting, like, Les Mis, the movie, did this with a few characters mm-hmm. uh, who were actually kind of it. But, but, you know, it was, it was filled out with mostly stars that you know. Right. And then they peppered in some of the deeper cast roles, you know, the fourth and sixth biggest roles in the, right. in the, in the movie are, are Broadway people who absolutely killed it, by the way. But that's, that's another thing. We'll debate Les Mis later. Eh, I would rather uh, not. So, so stars, number one on my list. Yeah. Second bullet point is what I've talked about a little bit. Secondable? Second bullet point. Okay. Uh, a song that stands out. Something that yeah. you could market this movie with, with just like, you know, this is me from The Greatest Showman or something like that. That <laughs> uh, A song that... Oh, no. A recognizable song that could have been used in, in, in the TV ads or something like that. That'll, sure. That'll get stuck in people's head. There's just no song from this show that works on that level. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a read. I'm just throwing out possibilities here. Sure. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda fatigue slash he's kind of obnoxious. I just don't know how many people even, if you were an outsider looking at in the Heights, I don't know if you even know that like he's involved. Fair. That he's not like in the promo. Like obviously like it's his show. But I think it's kind of marketed as like, you know, from the, from the people who brought you Hamilton. I guess, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't think that's a big factor. I'm just fl- floating it out there that that yeah. I don't know if if Lynn himself is as beloved as a as a box office draw. Sure. Uh, number four, I just wrote down not Hamilton. <laughs> like, if they make a Hamilton movie, they might not need as big a stars. You know, you you could get away with this. Interesting. You could get away with this casting if the property is is big enough, and Hamilton is. Now, they won't need to. They'll be able to. They'll get massive stars if they if they ever do just kind of a Hamilton musical. Do you think they will? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A musical version of it, like for. The oh, do you screen? think they'll actually do it? Yeah. I thought you were saying. Do you think they'll get big stars? Um, oh no, no, of course they would. Um, I think it's. I don't. I mean. I don't know. I just I'm not sure imagine? how well it'll translate. I well also like I think the way that this movie has been received, I think Lin Manuel is probably like fuck that. Like people <laughs> still like Hamilton. Like well, I'm not going over two. I mean, who knows? Because we you know there's no real way of knowing what the streaming data is. But when they put Hamilton out on Disney huge. Plus, it felt huge. Yeah. yeah, and of course that was the original cast, and so there was a connection and and yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, but um. But yeah, if if you are kind of a fan of Lynn and this style of, of and if you are, stop listening. Pick one <laughs> of musical. You know, you want the Hamilton movie, not the In the Heights movie. Fair enough. Again, these are possible potential factors. 
you know, the stars one, I'm sure, of these others are just like other little things that may have contributed. Sure. Uh, and the last thing I wrote down is just does middle does middle America care about this? At it's all? a great. It's the answer is no. Like we live in LA. This well, takes place in New York. Obviously, New York has the theater scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New York has a theater scene. <laughs> yeah, like, I would the, argue that this play takes place in Manhattan. It's clearly a city-based story. Um, people in Los Angeles are going to connect to it. People in New York are going to connect to it, and various cities around around the United States. But like, does it, no? The answer it, the answer is unfortunately based no. on the box office that like. Nobody in Oklahoma went to see this. And it's because I don't think they know. Oklahoma. (laughs) Oklahoma! Take you out in a certain. I will say, though, I saw this. Fringe on top. Who's Navi the Shimp? I I will say, I saw this in Orange County, California, which is uh, getting bluer as we go. Let's go, liberals! Um, But it's still a pretty scary, weird place. And I saw it opening night, and the response in the theater was, let's say, muted. Tepid? (laughs) (laughs) There was just no... Like, I was really... and uh, I don't know. I was excited to go to a theater and, like feel that like enthusiasm from a crowd for this movie and it wasn't there (laughs) and if it wasn't there in orange county i think that's just like indicative of probably what's happening in the rest of the country yeah i I would say in where i saw it in burbank there was pretty good energy like yeah, it wasn't a rollicking theater by any means, but it well, was you started like, three ten. which is were, your that's your that's your f- mistake. Well, people were. Con- I'm saying it was positive in general. People were connecting to it. It wasn't like oh god. Now I'm like, were people singing? That sounds even worse. No, can you imagine singing? Oh. Nobody, there's no recognizable songs. No one could sing. Oh, they're theater kids. You Ooh. could take cast members from in the Heights, and they wouldn't be able to sing these songs. <laughs> <laughs> they might. There's one more. Um, there's Okay. One more box office related point I want to bring up that has been floated around the internet. Um, what? No, go on. You made a face. No, go on. Um, I mentioned it before, but The Greatest Showman. Sure. There's been a, a compare. People who really liked this movie and saw that it flopped at the box office, only making 11 million in its opening weekend. There's been a, there's been a little bit of, but but musicals kind of take a while to catch on. Maybe sometimes, but The Greatest Showman only made eight million its opening weekend, which is true. The Greatest Showman is one of the all-time box office outliers. I would say it's ever happened. The all-time. Well, the only reason I might say it isn't is because a movie that was out the exact same time as it. What is it? The the one with um, uh, shit. What is it? What's the Kevin Hart movie that was out at the same time as? Kevin Hart. Uh, you drafted the sequel to it with Jack Black and Kevin Hart and The Rock. What? What is? Oh, God damn it! Hold on, we need to pause for a second while we. No, this. we're not pausing. This is this is what makes the podcast fun. Look it up. No, what is the stupid? Movie? I'll sing about champagne. Okay. The Secret Life of Pets. No, the uh, Jumanji. Yes, thank you. Jumanji. 
I can hear our Jumanji two. came out at the same time as The Greatest Showman and also has a crazy box office trajectory. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, The Greatest Showman, I believe it never was higher than fourth in a given – maybe third, but mm-hmm. it was certainly never in the top two in a given weekend at, at the box office. Opened at eight million. I believe it ended at one hundred seventy-four million domestically. Absolutely unbelievable. Insane. It's. It will never. I mean, I won't say it'll never happen again, but it. It's one of the craziest. It box will never happen again. We've ever seen. It just kept making. You know, I think its second weekend it made significantly more than eight million. So in weekend two it rose. Part of that was, it was up against a Star Wars movie. It came out the same weekend. The Last Jedi came out the same weekend as this. Also, Jumanji, I believe, came out either within a week of it. Sure. Which and Jumanji made a ton of money, um, and so and and the other thing was the Star Wars movie got kind of panned, and so that had a massive opening and then fell off aggressively. Right. But people, it was around Christmas. People still going to the movies. Anyway, Greatest Showman had legs the way <laughs> almost no movie has legs. It. I. I just don't listen. The Greatest Showman had thighs <laughs> listen we don't need to get into it but ha- have I ever seen a gr- The Greatest Showman no okay did I do a Peloton ride to The Greatest Showman soundtrack this weekend you have a Peloton yes Beth does yeah and you do it to a, The Greatest Showman I did this weekend and got guess what personal best personal that best score the- on the Peloton God, that's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. You know who recorded a song for The Greatest Showman? Kelly Clarkson. Not for the actual movie. No, but they, she they did, did like a cover. A, they did the pop star version. That's the one the Peloton ride uses. What one did the she original. do again? Um, did she do Never Enough? I have to never listen to it. Never enough. Never, never, never enough. Maybe. I've never. We should do an episode of the podcast where I watch that movie for the first time. The Greatest Showman is awesome. It's. I cannot believe that for a second of my goddamn gay life. But all right. Well, let me take a step back. The movie itself is <gasps> not awesome. Champagne. The movie. The Greatest Showman has phenomenal oh, songs. Phenomenal songs. What's the like, one that? What is it? I'm. The the Oscar one. This is me. This is me. Oh god, some bearded lady. What a it's like. What am I watching? Here's the thing. The Greatest Showman is like pretending that P.T. Barnum was this like great guy. <laughs> I mean, I guess that that's not entirely fair because he fucks up a lot in the movie and and. Is he not what P.T. Barnum? What is that a question? I don't. Is it because he killed the elephants? He killed a lot of elephants. How many? I don't know. But he's bad? No, he's like the hero of the movie. He's the main no, character. No, but in real life, he's bad. Oh, I don't, he started the circus. Oh, so yeah, bad. Of course okay, he's bad. Okay, bad, canceled. P.T. Barnum he's is canceled. Who, uh, what's his, uh, he has that catchphrase <laughs> about like us. P.T. Barnum has a catchphrase? Yeah, is it the sucker born every minute or whatever? Mm. He's talking about how he, he was says Austin 316 to kiss my ass. <laughs> he was all about finding ways to make money from people. You know, he was in a an uh, 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 pyramid pyramid scheme. Pyramid scheme. No. Oh. Great showman. Great songs. The movie starts off with a bang, and then like 
there's kind of 15 minutes. Why early. are we talking about this? It's a good comparison. But the box, it's it's sure the box office comparison is is apt. But I just it's just well, it's not, not apt. Is the is the point? Well, sure, no, but it's it, the Greatest it, Showman has seven songs that are legit bangers, and In the Heights has unfortunately zero. And I think that's part of why people well, went back to it because it was like, oh, this is the thing. These are bangers. Well, it's also like if Zac Efron was in In the Heights. Yeah, that's true. If, I shouldn't say that. That's not. Good. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. Though. God, they were stars. If in the Heights. God, in the Heights. You know, if only they had oh, cast man. Hugh Jackman oh, instead in of Anthony Ramos. And oh, in the Heights is really missing white men. <laughs> Zendaya is in the Greatest Showman. Zendaya. Overrated. What? <laughs> no, we love Zendaya. Zendaya, come on the pod. Zendaya, friend of the pod. She listens. <laughs> she does. Uh, yeah, Zach, Hugh, Zendaya, greatest showman. But Just... that's the point, right? It's like, it's these bankable names. And I think in the Heights, it will be interesting to sort of like, I guess, lead us into the end of, of today. Like, the second weekend of in the Heights is sort of fascinating now because oh, like... Oh, it's going to be very interesting. Like Because... So there's essentially nothing coming out this week other than this like okay. hitman's wife's the bodyguard. Wife's bodyguard. But then we have Luca on Kyle's team. Well, I mean, God, how embarrassing! He's my last draft pick. But then we have overall. So then we have Luca. This, which, by the way, not to get into a whole thing. Luka Doncic. I wish I would go watch Luca in a the theater. I would go watch Luca Doncic in a theater. Sure, the theater of basketball. Okay, cutting that. Uh the but. Has and Lucas coming out only on Disney Plus? But has there ever been less excitement around a Pixar movie coming out? No, none. It's coming out like this week. I I've seen don't believe nothing. It. I feel like it's gonna come out in like two weeks. I know, or a month from now. I know, but yes, we're, we're gonna find out a lot about In the Heights. Whether whether the positive reviews kind of carry it into a uh-huh. into a slightly hopeful second weekend, oh, or whether God. it just falls off. And is is gonna make you know twenty five thirty million dollars total the whole run. Ugh, I fear the latter. That's what Razor Ramon said at SummerSlam. <laughs> Was it SummerSlam? Well, they had the first one at WrestleMania ten, and then they had a rematch at SummerSlam later in the year. Razor Ramon won the second one. Love Razor. And the bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> oh, Who are you, Billy Eilish? <laughs> <laughs> He just stole that from Scarface, right? That was kind of his character. Essentially, yeah. Scott Hall. What a legend. If Scott Hall the was... The fact in... that Scott Hall is still alive is Un... one of the oh my God. all-time great Such upsets. a great point. Such a great point. Unbelievable. Love Scott Hall. He was he was my my favorite wrestler in the 90s. <laughs> just the best. Unbelievable. If Scott Hall was in the Heights, Ooh. I would have better hopes for... Razor Ramon is Cuban. He could... He could have. It could have worked. All right, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, yeah, baby, the Popcorn Boys will be back with a complete breakdown of the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. <laughs> if you make me, Ryan Reynolds, if you make me watch that, I will absolutely just jump off the roof. <laughs> uh, no, we are going to watch Luca though. Yeah, baby, let's in go. Luca limited run at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. Or whether on Disney Plus. Oh, is it? Do you have to pay for it, or is it free on Disney Plus? Great question. Don't know. Me neither. I think it's free. I mean, you pay for it. 
Ghost it, it, is little, it is a little Ghost. annoying when someone's like, it's free on Netflix, but like, you pay, I know, you pay I a know. subscription to Netflix. So go see, listen, 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 boys and girls, go see movies in theaters, okay? <laughs> so next week, we're breaking down all things Pixar. We're going to watch Woo! Luca, and we're going to put it, we're going we're gonna to break down Kyle's entire tier, oh, I can't wait. tier system I can't wait. list, tier-based list of the greatest Pixar movies of all time. Including, which includes at the top, one of the greatest movies ever made. Cars 3. It also includes oh. one of the other top tier Pixar's, a movie I just watched like half of the other night. Cars 3. Cruise Control. <laughs> Luca has a lot to live up to. Now, final thoughts on In the Heights. Go, go see it. Yes, please, for, for my box office team's sake. <laughs> I, wait, 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 hold on. If you go see this movie, you're dead to me. We'll see you next week. Who's Navi? I brought the shampoo. And scene.